Welcome to Nerds at the Roundtable, a podcast on a quest for quality pop culture. I'm Jamie. I'm Dwayne. No, I'm Sammy. And on this episode, we're reviewing Miss Marvel, episode one. Kind of, sort of a pilot. <laughs> I don't think you have pilot episodes on streaming services. I don't think it works that way anymore. Yeah, I think they just no, said, here's no. a check. Go make a, go make a show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But now this is a, a, another one of those phase four TV shows that's kind of taken the Disney Plus by storm and really introducing some characters. I know we've talked about like Young Avengers, uh, Defenders, uh, all these little, you know, ground level characters. Miss Marvel, uh, not really familiar with her. So uh, before we get into the meat of the episode, I think we might need to go and tell something that we've been fans of, just like she's fans of the Avengers. So let's go and keep it 100. It's time to keep it 100. 100. 100. 100. All right, fellas. So, you know, I'm glad, actually, that I'm starting this off because Dwayne mentioned Phase 4, and that's kind of where I'm going in some ways today. So, you know, we've talked a lot on the show about what is the direction of phase four. So I know this is an original idea, an original idea. But this week I got to read the nine issue limited series Avengers, the Children's Crusade. So hear me out. In this story, we have the young Avengers. We have the Avengers, the X-Men and the Scarlet Witch. Alan Heinberg really weaves together an interesting story. And, you know, he shows exactly where Scarlet Witch is the crux to all of these teams, all of these characters. So he plays really well in that ball- ballpark with the things we've been talking about in Phase 4. Well, Jim Chung's art is dynamic. It, it you know, guides the reader, works really well. But, so, of course, reading this... I've tried to stop speculating a little bit about the MCU, but I could see possibilities that Foggy and crew could go with as we get into later phases. So if you've not read it, check out Avengers, the Children's Crusade, and see if these are just the mad ravings of a comic book fan, or maybe this could set the stage for the next part of the cinematic universe. Only Mm. time will tell. (laughs) Well, you had me at Jim Chung. I've already I've already borrowed it from Comics Elegy Unlimited. So, yeah, <laughs> and, and 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 I'm interested to, to see exactly what you think, especially because, like I said, you have all of these people: Young Avengers, Doctor Doom, the Avengers, the X Men, Scarlet Witch is at the crux of it. So, yeah, it's got a lot going on. It's downloading as we speak. <laughs> <laughs> Jamie was clicking as you were talking. <laughs> well, he, he said Jim Chung. <laughs> so I was and, and it was like, boom, yeah. that works. <laughs> right. That does sound interesting. Mm-hmm. And it will be nice to look at. Um, well, I'm up next. Yeah. And thanks to going second, I had time to also get my timer ready. Because <laughs> I'm still rusty. All right, here we go. My keeping 100 this, 100 this week is Top Gun Maverick. Um, so earlier, uh, before it came out, I got my wife to watch it with me and she was so excited that, uh, she was playing with her phone 30 minutes in. So I went alone to watch Top Gun Maverick. 
and I had a great time. Um, it, it was kind of, had kind of like the Bill and Ted face the music kind of deal. It was a nostalgia trip and there was some playing of the hits. Um, and kind of like, I mean, the score they played, I mean, some of it wasn't even like updated. It didn't even like, it wasn't even like homage. They were just playing Kenny Loggins. and we had some returning characters all that kind of stuff but it was a good enough story like in and of itself i think you could enjoy top gun maverick if you'd never seen top gun i think in terms of storytelling and the movie itself i think it's actually a superior movie to the original top gun now it's not it'll it'll never be as iconic top gun is an iconic movie that Mm -hmm. captured a moment maverick can't be that because it's a sequel but it is a very good movie. It's very entertaining. Um, there's a scene or two where it might have even gotten dusty in the room. I can't believe that happened to Top Gun Maverick. But it was it was a it was a really engaging, entertaining story. There's jet fighters all over the place, and it was a very good time. And so I'm sure it is still in theaters everywhere around. Everyone listening to the sound of our voices, I highly recommend. Go catch Top Gun Maverick. Awesome. <clears throat> well, yeah. I'm uh, looking to forward that, to that. that out. Yeah. yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to that, too, which brings me to my KP100. Jamie, you kind of alluded to in yours. You had uh, you had the Edna sit down with you, and you said 30 minutes into the original Top Gun, she was checking her phone. I couldn't believe well, it. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, I took a dive this week, too, uh, into the 1986 Top Gun. Uh, in preparation for Maverick, and I'm glad you went first, so I could so I could bring the the original. And, <laughs> and it's it's so much fun. You know, I remember when this movie came out; it was such a thing. You had the Ice Man, you had Tom Cruise, who was you know the hottest star on the scene at the time, and all these you know, the, the the shirtless volleyball uh, beach uh, match. Uh, now, now I think we went from that to to mustaches being the sexy thing, but you know this movie is such a ton of fun. You know, you have Kenny Loggins all over the place, but you also have you know, like you said, you have jet fighters, you have male machismo, all this attitude, uh, this this Cold War uh, toying over the Indian Ocean with the other jets, uh, the adrenaline of that, and you know, of course, you're going to feel the need for speed. In this movie. And, you know, the original Top Gun does get dusty when we lose Goose. You know, talk to me, Goose. One thing I realized during the watching, I had lost that love and feeling. But now I have it back <laughs> for Top Gun. That was my keeping it 100. You got choked up all over again. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> it just, just, yeah, that, that was a rough scene. That was a rough scene. Yeah. Now, I, yeah. I remember when it happened. I was... Crying like a baby. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good time. I, I still, I, I do think that, that the storytelling of Top Gun Maverick is superior, but Top Gun is iconic in a way that not a lot of yeah. movies get to be. Yeah, yeah, you don't. Yeah. Yeah, you really don't know what the story is. Is 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 it a love story? Is it a Cold War story? Is it a fighter pilot story? You know what? You know, there's a lot of stuff crammed in there, and it's kind of a mess. But it's just so much fun with you know when you put all that adrenaline in with the planes and the attitudes and the, just that cold war era. And then you had something to bring to, you know, and it seems like Maverick is bringing back the mustache, just like the original Top Gun brought back the, uh, the shirtless beach volleyball. <laughs> it's not well, as good. And, and, so. <laughs> it's like Kenny Loggins playing in, in, in the, the background of scenes, right? I mean, classic eighties. <laughs> 
Yes, I can't wait for y'all to. I can't wait for y'all to see it. I want to talk about it with you. I look, there's so, I look there's so many scenes. I want to get your take on. I do look forward to it. <laughs> I do look forward to it. Well, we are here to talk about Miss Marvel. We've had enough fighter pilot talk. Let's get some superhero talk. Jamie, why don't you lead us off with opening thoughts and grades? Uh, well, Kamala Khan is a huge fan of a fighter pilot named Carol Danvers. Um, and <laughs> I just wanted to connect a dot there and stall a little bit. I, I'm not honestly sure how I feel um, because I'm I'm not that. <laughs> Not the average forty-year-old man watching this show. I am a <laughs> I am a huge fan of the of all things Kamala Khan. Um, her series started. Um, I mean, I hadn't been back in the comics super long, and I had been mostly reading DC and uh, the Fraction Hawkeye stuff, the Fraction Iron Fist stuff, and then this series was one of the really the, the first things I really got hooked back into. And you know, I was a dad. Um, you know, I hadn't been a dad like super long and, you know, father of daughters. And here's this young girl in danger, <laughs> all this stuff going on. And I just got hooked with her story. So and they do a really good job, like making this series feel like the comics that I love so much. Yeah. Um, this really does feel like G. Willow Wilson's, who's the original writer, her, her version of Kamala Khan, the way the family unit plays out. Um, and even the artistic look of Adrian Alfona's art, like the, the quirky backgrounds and all the stuff going on, you know, hi- hiding stuff in the background, like gags, but also you know, useful information. That that was all in the art originally. And so for me, like it was also a little bit of a nostalgia trip. Like, yeah, this this feels what, like what I like. <laughs> you know, it's that nerd thing. Or just give me more of what I like. And they were doing it. So I, I'm not entirely comfortable with my grade. Um, I had. I know I'm not I'm not objective. It hit me in the feels. So I'm going to go a minus on this, but I don't know if it's really an a minus show or not. (laughs) (laughs) I have no idea. Well, well, I'm going next. I'm going to go a little bit higher. I'm going to give this an A plus because it was just so much fun. Um, You know, we talked about phase four having different vibes for every show and movie being so different. You know, you have. You know, one division, you know, bringing the classic TV in with the supernatural thing. You had you know, Captain America Winter Soldier trying to do the spy thing, uh, Scarlet Witch doing the, not Scarlet Witch, but the Black Widow doing the spy thing. Um, you know, Loki, whatever that was, was this, <laughs> you know, quantum, <laughs> quantum leap time travel uh, journey. You know, it was really fun. Um, and, uh, you know, the Eternals, you know, the cerebral kind of movie. Uh, Doctor Strange and Multiverse of Madness being kind of a horror thing. This is just so much fun uh, and youthful vibrancy. Um, it's almost like uh, you know a sassy female Spider-Man um, with family issues. Um, you know, on on you know that actually has a family with family issues on the screen. Uh, there's a lot going on here that I really love so much. And without spoiling my fans or, or getting into pans and stuff, I'm just going to give it an A plus based on this first episode. Uh, I've had a ton of fun watching it. I've revisited it a few times, and I cannot wait for more. I wanted to go A plus, but I felt like such a homer. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I mean, now, now I've no reference. I've no reference for Miss Marvel, but I, I, I love almost everything about this show. Yeah, I have yeah, no reference, but everything I've seen, I'm, I'm in. All right. So very similar to Dwayne, 
I don't have a whole lot of interaction with Kamala Khan from the comics. Um, I have read the first arc uh, recently once I found the show was coming on. Uh, but most of my experience was in Mark Wade's all-new, all-different Avengers run uh, from 2015. Um, but I was immediately hooked on this character after watching the first episode. Um, Kamala is just so relatable to every one of us nerds. Uh, you know, we've all heard the types of lines from our parents, our teachers, you know, our friends that grew out of superheroes, uh, society at large. You know, we've all heard these messages. Get your head out of the clouds. You know, come on. Why don't you like good, real stuff? You know, that kind of stuff. And so this really checked all the boxes for me. It's a great story. It's fun characters. We get lots of little hints for things to come, which probably is going a different direction, maybe in the comics. I don't know. Uh, but I can't wait for episode two. So I'm with Dwayne. I gave it an A+. Plus. <laughs> so I loved it. <laughs> Can I retroactively oh, change mine? I was just afraid to go. I, I was, was going to say, I know we don't normally <laughs> sure. do this, but do you want to go ahead and, uh, go ahead and upgrade we, your... Uh... We've not had a ring of honor in a long time. Kamala deserves it. <laughs> I was just afraid I was being a homer. That's all it was. <laughs> this is an A-plus show. It's so charming. It's so entertaining. And, it's and charming. such a likable yeah. character. Very yeah. much so. Yeah, charming, charming and likable is the character. And, you know, there's so much to be a fan of. And just like Kamala is a fan of the Avengers, I think we should go ahead and open up with our opening thoughts and grade. Or not open, our fan. We need to go to our fan section. Woo, <laughs> 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 Lord, it's been a long day. Uh, so we need to go right into our fan section. Now. Graphically novel. Three brothers tackle a different graphic novel each week. Listen as the Brothers Fugit discuss classic and not-so-classic graphic novels. Subscribe now on your podcast feed of choice. Graphically Novel, three brothers who like each other but love comics. And I get to go first. Thank goodness I get to go first because my favorite thing about the show is kind of almost, you say, the show itself. You know, the, the biggest fan of the show is just, I love the production design. I love how she starts off with the pop, we you know, with the current pop music that really sets it in, in our, our current, you know, and I think maybe a little bit in the future time is where uh, this lands uh, with the, uh, you know, with the snap and things. But the animated intro uh, where she has the drawings, you know, telling the story of the battle and Miss Marvel saving the world, you know, kind of, kind of how things had been spun. And, and then it goes into, you know, her, just her life at school. And as she's telling the story, as things are being discussed on screen, you have the animations in the background, you have the signs that are relevant. You have, you know, all of the, these different little cultural things. I mean, even the house and the crazy wallpaper, you know, the, the, uh, the cultural eth ethnic, uh, you know, quirks there. Um, it just is so much fun. So refreshing. Uh, I love it so much, but just this whole, the whole view of the production design is what made me fall in love with the show. Did you guys kind of get like a YA Edgar Wright vibe? Think about baby driver. You know, well, 
I, I told Sammy while while you were off on your little adventure with with internet providers there, Sammy. I told Jamie. I said, you know, <laughs> with with all the stuff that was happening in the background and the way things were blending and driving, I went and watched Baby Driver again. <laughs> you know, like after after viewing <laughs> this, you know, because it, and that's the story of Baby Driver. If you haven't watched, it, I mean, we'll just go ahead and give you another KP one hundred. Go watch Baby Driver. Um, you have or, or listen to scene, review of Baby Driver and listen to the review. <laughs> you have the scenes and you have the music and the backgrounds and it all blends together and and tells a beautiful story that way. Yes, that's my that's my fan. So Sam, you're next on fans. So for me, Dwayne, you talked about the production design. I got to talk about the cast. Uh, the cast for Ms. Marvel is just so perfect for this story. Uh, Mohan Kapoor, Zenobia Shroff are so great as Kamala's parents. Um, you know, that balance of cultural norms against this world full of cosmic beings and super soldiers. Uh, Iman Vellani is just perfect to embody Kamala. Uh, this is a casting to me that's on par with Chris Evans and Robert Downey Jr. She fits mm-hmm. so well with Kamala. Uh, they, they just, this cast has such chemistry. Uh, and I do have to do a quick shout out at Avengers Con to the young lady cosplaying as the mini mate Captain America action figure. That is a deep cut, Marvel. So <laughs> that was cool. So. <laughs> yeah, there was a lot there. All right. So, um, my, my fan is, um, based on my long-time reading of Miss Marvel comics. Um, so it's, they actually captured the feel of the comic and not just the feel of the comic. I mean, there are whole like conversations that are straight out of the comic, um, to the, to the point, like when, um, when Abu walks into the room and Amir is praying over his food to the point that's gotten cold, like the line that he says there, <laughs> that, 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 that little line, that is word for word straight from like the opening pages of the comic. And that, I knew right then I was like, they're running real close to this, and awesome. but it's but it's not like it's just a literal like page for page remake. Um, they're not just filming the comic, but they captured the feel of who the characters are. Um, they're fast forwarding Amir to where he's a better dude. Amir was a jerk to start with, <laughs> so so we're fast forwarding to where Amir's a good big brother. But they really capture the relationship, the the how much that Kamala loves her parents, but also is frustrated. And feels, you know, constricted by her by her family and her upbringing. Um, the, the relationship with her, her and Bruno, and the the way school plays out with Zoe and Nokia, and they've changed some of that, but you, they still feel like the same characters, the same dynamics. And it, and a lot of times, I mean, when they don't actually adapt um, uh, from one medium to the next, because you got to change things medium to medium. They don't work one to one, but they're hewing so closely that the the, the, the things they're adapting still capture the feel of, of what, what was a really quirky, unique book. And, it's, and they've made it work really um, remarkably well for a new medium, e- even visually. Um, it kind of reminds me a little bit of Spider-Verse, how, how they captured some of that comic book feel for Enter the Spider-Verse. There's some of that here. Some of the visual quirkiness of Adrian Alfona's art is, is here uh, in, this, in this first episode. So that capturing that quirkiness, um, I, is, was, I, was, I was really impressed by yeah, yeah, that was almost my my fan was you know just just the whole family dynamic there. Yeah. It was so fun and beautiful. Scene well, stealers too. Yeah. Oh, very yeah. very <laughs> scene stealers. Definitely. Yeah. Well, just like Nani is on point with the takeout from the kitchen. You know she's got some pans flying back there. 
So is there anything negative that we can give to this A-plus Ring of Honor show? All right. So, you know, as I said, coming to this show with limited exposure to the character, I'm glad I'm leaving off because I just don't have any big pans. I know I could be nitpicky on a couple of little things. Um, it just, to me, it did what a first episode should do. And I know it's a little different from the comics, and Jamie, you may mention that in your pans, but I don't have anything major here. Uh, like I said, I really enjoyed this. So it, it was, it's, I didn't have anything major to throw out. Okay, that, that is my fan. <laughs> they, oh, but- they they are they are tinkering with the origin a little bit in that in those yes. terms because in the comics she's an inhuman and her her so she's got this blend like I, I actually really like the juxtaposition of how grounded she is with her religious heritage, her cultural background combined, like juxtaposed with her cosmic type powers. I, mm-hmm. I really like how those interact and play with each other. And it really feels like that on the for the show they're having it all be cultural, and that her her powers are going to be part of her heritage. And, and I, I really I really enjoyed that cosmic you know the, that kind of clash that was going mm-hmm. on. I, I like that dynamic, and I feel like I'm I'm going to miss that. Um, but also I'm not sure about how these powers are working. I mean it is super unclear what actually her powers are. <laughs> um, <laughs> and it and it was probably the weakest looking thing uh in the in the first episode like when she does the crystallized thing it's a little janky looking uh, i wasn't blown away with, by how that looked now the stretch thing when they made the crystallized arm like in big and arm thing that was pretty cool looking but it was just the floating crystals i was like mm, could use a couple more dollars there but <laughs> but it's a first episode. We've got a full season coming on. And like we always say, when you're adapting from medium to medium, you have to adapt things. And so I'm, I'm open to seeing how it plays out. But I, I do I do miss that whole, you know, heritage versus the cosmic dynamic. I, I, I do feel like that's going to be right. a Yeah. Oh, you, you've mentioned my pen there, Jamie. Um, what exactly is her powers? And, and kind of also... She adapted to them very quickly as we see her being kind of a clumsy, you know, teenager earlier in the episode. She kind of, you know, got the superhero thing pretty quick. You know, oh, I can do this. I can, you know, she, she, she figured out the web slinging pretty quickly. You know, you know her learning curve was very shallow uh, to, the, to the goofy, clumsy kid that we see, in the future, which may, uh, you know, open up to a more you know, cosmic origin, uh, something deeper there with her character. Um, uh, they were kind of janky looking, I guess is the, is the right word, uh, that, that kind of unsettled me there with her power set. Uh, you know, but that being said, the episode was still a lot of fun, but just her powers needed a little bit more, uh, figuring out and what were they and who were the people at the end? And, had they not seen any other powerful superheroes because they were like, Oh, we've never seen powers like this before. You know, <laughs> you know I thought I thought there was news coverage. You have, you have news coverage, YouTube, you know, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Uh, you know, you're going to see, you know, social media of, of people interacting with these heroes. But yeah, that was, that's my opinion. Yeah. 
the the only thing i mean in all honesty is they could not go into that origin you know they they barely nod at inhumans you know the tv series so it's not like you could really tie back to that a whole lot you couldn't yeah. they couldn't go that route and i so i understand why they're tinkering and i understand why you know there's questions about the tinkering i understand that completely you know, but it's it's they back themselves into a corner in some ways, as far as that goes. Yeah, yeah. And isn't though in the in the after credits, isn't that the guy from No Way Home that told May that she was an awful, you know, parental unit essentially? And I knew he was in Spider Man. I could not remember what but, he did. Yeah, he he was the 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 jerk from the uh, damage control department of damage control. Uh. Oh, that that told me see, that, that she was doing an awful job, and she's going to get custody taken away yeah, from me. I, I knew and, he was and all that stuff. That I couldn't remember who. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I knew I knew we'd seen him before, but I couldn't think of where. So damage control. Okay, excellent. Yep. excellent. I just re- rewatched No Way Home, so it, it so it was kind of fresh in my mind, and I was like, oh, I remember him. He was a jerk. <laughs> <laughs> Well, guys, we've just wrapped up graduation here in our in our real world. So we've given this show an A plus. So let's go ahead and get our awards and hang the cords on this thing. So here we go. Jamie, you're leading off with best performance. And the right answer. There are some really nice honorable mentions, but Iman Vellani is the right answer. She is Kamala Khan. She is likable. She's charming. Um, Her clumsiness and awkwardness and her struggle with teenage life are all so (laughs) relatable for us nerds. Mm-hmm. Um, that uh, you're immediately on her side, and you want things to go well for her. And this care, and this, and this young lady just plays the part so, so well. Yeah, yeah, you're probably yeah, I, right. Yeah, you're probably right. I'm going to yeah. go ahead and take another little turn here, and I'm going to go with Zenobia Sharoff, um, Muniba uh, Khan, none of her mom. I loved her, just how she stole every scene. With just her exasperated, I'm over it, mom, attitude, you know, just, and, and, you know, she's, she's mother. She is the mother, you know, like she's, she's seen it all. She's done with you. She's been there and bought the shirt, shrunk in the wall. She had to throw it away. So I, I loved her portrayal uh, and her dynamic in the family unit was so beautiful. Uh, the overprotectedness, yep. uh, the, uh, the, terrified look when she sees the bracelet you know that that, that, you know may or may not give kamala the powers or unlock whatever but uh you know that uh, whole character of the overprotective exasperated just over it mother uh, i loved it i loved i loved the scene where she asked her if she trusted her no i don't trust you no don't trust you (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah, Abu's, Abu's trying to play nice. Yes, we trust you. She's like, nope. <laughs> no. Nope. <laughs> she was great in that scene. <laughs> well, and, and she plays that humor well, but then also the serious moments when yeah. Kamala sneaks back in and her mom's sitting there. I mean, that's mm-hmm. a gut punch. 
you know, who are you? You know, oh, yeah. you, you know, that kind that. of thing. Yeah. Wow. Do you ever. So she she pulls off both sides of that. So, uh, yeah, I, I totally agree there. Uh, but I do have to go with Jamie that Amon Vellani is just amazing in this role. Uh, she just has such a youthful exuberance, but she is a fan, right? She read these comics long before she was ever cast as, as Kamala. She even dressed up for Halloween as Kamala Khan and made her own costume. Okay, maybe that's the spin from the media. I know, I, I see cynical looks. But she even likes to argue with Foggy. Jamie, you'll appreciate this. She told Foggy the MCU is not 616. <laughs> it is Earth 199999. <laughs> and she even, told she even came out in an interview and said, same Raimi did Black Bolt Dirty. Black <laughs> Bolt was her guy. And she said, Raimi did Black Bolt Dirty. You know, so I mean, I love she is that outspoken fan. And I just dig that, you know. Um, and, and like I said, she just plays that so well. So, yeah, Amon Vellani for me. She is Kamala Khan from the comics. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It is spot on. Well, I'm, I'm going to get there, but I'm going to get there right after this. Best scene. Best scene. Uh, we all love our cons. The scene at Avenger Con. From, from, the, from the moment they walk in and you see... All of the people dressed up. You see the merch. You see the, you know, you see the out of shape cosplayers. You see the in shape cosplayers. You see the accurate thing. You see the inaccurate thing. And I love the in universe that they're having. You know, Iron Man, Spider Man, uh, you know, Captain America merch. I love the Groot merchandise. I have a shirt that uh, says I am Groot. You know, by I am Groot. It says I am Tree. You know. <laughs> You know, just, just kind of off, you know, just kind of off. And then, of course, you have the, you know, you have America's butt. You have the, 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 the shirt with the Captain America's butt on there. I mean, it's just, and, and they had so much fun with it. And, uh, you know, the, the cosplay and then the, you know, the reveal of her powers really uh, was a lot, a lot, a lot of fun. So I'm, I'm going with the, uh, the Avenger Con scene. See, I, I'm right there. The hijinks at Avengers Con. I mean, that montage was perfect. Uh, that's how I would be right now. So I can't imagine if I was 16 at something like that. You know, I mean, honestly, yeah. a photo op in Giant Man's hand. That is <laughs> priceless. Okay. <laughs> now, we were talking about little deep cuts. The announcer of the cosplay costume. That was Agent M himself, Ron Panagos, who is the host of This Week in Marvel's podcast. Okay. I knew he had a cameo. I didn't realize where he was at. Yep. So that was him. He was the cosplay MC. So, yeah, I loved Avengers Gone. (laughs) Yeah, I'm I'm with you. That's mine, too. And I wanted to call out a specific moment. Um, So I was watching this with, uh, for I think, the second or third time. Um, with my wife, uh, she'd been out of town when me and the girls watched it. The girls bizarrely weren't as enthralled as we all of us middle-aged men are. Um, <laughs> but we were, we were watching this scene together and it's the, it's the, it's the moment when Thor's hammer flies away and then flies at Zoe. And then when it actually <laughs> hits Zoe, my wife gasps and blurts out, I can't believe it actually hit her. 
And I will never forget how dramatically she reacted to that moment. <laughs> That's beautiful. That's beautiful. Love it. But Avengers Con was great. Right. It was just, it was fun. Well, you know, wall wall. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, you know what it is. You know, this is nerd dream for us. If we were sixteen, this is the way we would want life to be. And so we we're we're kind of putting that on this show. I think. I think younger kids today, teenagers today, are just kind of like, yeah, that's life. What do you mean? (laughs) (laughs) True. We we watch our our, our anime and we we read our manga and we, you know. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And it's normal, you know, and it's it's not you're you're afraid to tell anybody that you love comic books for fear of, of being shunned and, you know beat up <laughs> well, let's, all, let's all finish shattering and our horrible memories of childhood and being little nerds and let's move on to best character <laughs> Sam who's your best character alright so um, so so you guys we, we talked about how great uh, Nani was but I think we also need to give Abu a mention. So Yusuf Khan, uh, despite Jamie telling me he had a very sketchy uh, IMDb, uh, <laughs> he is excellent as Mon Kapoor uh, in terms of character. Uh, there is so much heart to this character. Um, from an adult perspective, I started feeling bad for all the times I probably hurt my parents' feelings growing up. And I was like, oh, man, I was probably a jerk so many times. You know, Yusuf is really trying to be part of his daughter's life. And that sincerity just comes through in his performance. And so I just I loved, you know, Yusuf Khan. I just thought he was such a such a cool dad. Yeah, he's 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 one of the things they actually improved for the show. Mm -hmm. I, I, I like Abu in the comics. I love him on this show. Oh, great. Mm-hmm. He's, great. he's a very much of a one note character in the comics whereas here he feels more like I mean he's a real character with more, more, a lot more going on I, I love about, I'm still going Kamala again though I love Kamala she's just so good in the show and she and the whole show h- hangs on this character if we don't like her if they don't mm-hmm. make us like this this character the show there's not is not going to work there's not enough else going on it's it's a very quirky show based on a quirky character and if we don't like her this show's done yep. and and they stuck the landing. Yeah. Definitely. Well, I'm going to echo. <clears throat> I'm going to echo you. And, and with the Oscar rules, you're not going to go somewhere else with the best <laughs> performance. So, you know, the best character. I am going to Mon Valadios, Kamala Khan. Um, this character feels so real and so developed. And just that not got it figured out teenager. Um, you know, just this kid who's trying to be okay, who's trying to make her way in the world with, you know, these overprotective parents not quite fitting in at school. You know, the, the kids are low-key bullying her, not getting out from in front of a locker. Hey, it's okay. I'll just Google the periodic element in their table. <laughs> um, so you know, it, I, I, I love her portrayal. She's, you know, just a little bundle of joy. And she really brings a lot of, a lot of color and character to the character. Well, I'm glad I get to go first on the next award. Best quote. Because um, I'm going to be Captain Obvious and go with the, the the big memorable line. And it's actually almost word for word from the comics as well. But it's when she's talking with Bruno. 
and she says, and she's she's kind of like down on herself. You know, VentureCon <laughs> didn't go well. Every, every, nothing, nothing's going well right now. And she says, let's be honest. It's not really the brown girls from Jersey who saved the world. And then it's as much like that tells us a lot about who she is and how she's feeling. But I love Bruno's response. Of course it is. You are Kamala Khan. If you want to save the world, you're going to save the world. And so she's got this guy who believes in in her. And, and you know, obviously Morvan just cares about her a little bit. But just yeah. I, 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 I love that moment and the sincerity he delivers the line with. Yeah, you're probably got the right answer there, but I'm going to go with something that we all feel and that she expresses so well uh, when she's talking to the guidance counselor. And he's and he's laying out, you need to do this, you need to do that. And she's like, well, you know, do I have to figure out my whole life before lunch? You know, or do I have a few days? That, that that's, you yep. know, yeah, I mean, we've all been there. We've all felt that. And, you know, it's so well put there and just. You know, her like just being over it in his office, like I've heard this before. Do I got do I got to figure it out right now? Do I have a minute? You know, <laughs> yeah. So I, I love that line. That's that's my best line. And it was a great line delivery too. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Just yeah, total perfect. Yep. Well, I, I love you know we've all went with something from Kamala. Um, I had I always try to bring the funny Kamala. How likely am I going to find my bike there when I get back, <laughs> Bruno, in Jersey City? Oh, I'd say you have a point zero zero one percent chance. <laughs> yeah. I just loved that. You know, their interactions were so good. And, and just the, you know, the friend vibe that they had that also you can tell maybe could dovetail somewhere else. Uh, but you know, I thought it was cool. <laughs> so yeah, I, I I was so entertained by the whole like because they're they're in a very transitional phase age wise, and so they're having like this romantic moment. There's the, there's the almost kiss moment, and then like it, then they're playing with photon gloves, like within seconds. Yeah. It's just like that's such a weird age, yeah. <laughs> such an awkward <laughs> stage to be in. Yeah, they really captured that so well. Yeah, yeah. Just, that, just that awkward, you know. Yeah. Stage, yeah, it's beautiful, beautiful. How's it yep. Sorry, I was bouncing around. <laughs> <laughs> we got all over the place in this one, haven't we? That's all right. Speaking of, speaking of all over the place, I think we're going to jump around a lot on this week's draft. Oh yeah. All right, guys. So, so I pitched this one, and this is what I asked for: is the best. Why a television series? Okay, so I always think about those shows that have that mix of youth, but also adult catchiness to it that, you know, I guess different people of different age groups can love it. And that's kind of where I wanted to go because I think there's enough here, especially in Ms. Marvel, that, that you know, old nerds like us are digging it. You know, maybe some teens are digging it. We don't know for sure. <laughs> I don't have any evidence. But so I thought this, yeah, but I thought this would be a cool one to talk about. So I'm, I'm interested to see how much some of our ages will factor into this. So. Yeah, this was a, a, a draft when you pitched this. I said, "Oh, I'm not going to have anything 
for this. And when I sat down to start to make my list, I have a I, well, I feel like a huge list, and I'm really not even sure where I want to start with this. But I think I'm going to go ahead and take the obvious one off the board. We were really worried about it, and we're all kind of enjoying it now, I believe. But season four of Stranger Things has recently dropped, and so I'm going with Stranger Things as my first draft pick, just to go ahead and get that out of the way. Um, this show has taken us by storm. You know, it, it thundered in with Dungeons and Dragons, gave us the Upside Down in L, ham radio, science fiction and Ghostbusters, The Mall, and now we're having stoned pizza guys on spring break fighting Russians. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm all in. <laughs> Yeah, that plays right into the all over the place transition, doesn't it? Stranger Things has done that. Yeah, they, very they, much they, so. They, all right, so I've got uh, second here, and since Dwayne's already pulled Stranger Things, I can go on and mark that off my list. So I'm going to kind of jump in the wayback machine to start out with mine. I'm going to go with Happy Days. Yeah, classic. Hey. I'll loved reruns of happy days growing up and you had the teen aspect you had the adult aspect you had the funs you know i mean come on so we're going happy days for number one well sam jumped the shark (laughs) (laughs) well i'm going with um one that was i think at the same time there was a, a period in my childhood where this was my favorite TV show and my parents' favorite TV show. And so I think that's a pretty tough thing to pull off. And so I'm going with The Wonder Years. Hey, you no, know, classic. That had something for everybody. No, true. Even, what was it, Joe Cocker doing uh, Little Help for My Friends? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Classic deals. <laughs> yeah. Classic, classic. All right, guys. Well, I bring it around to round two. Oh, I've got a deep board. I've got a deep board. I'm going to go with a show that had a lot of spinoffs. Kind of a little bit of an all-over-the-place show, too, but Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Can I mark that one off? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. Buffy was great. You know, it brought us Sarah Michelle Geller. We got what James was it Marston? Mm-hmm. I think. I always get him and the other James with the M that played Cyclops. Their last names backwards. So. <laughs> <laughs> all right, well, that's a good one. I think we're all a little mad. I could have saved Wonder Years and went with that first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, number two for me, fellas. We're going. Full House, the Tanner family, Dave Goulier playing Uncle Uncle Joey, you know, it's just great. Some of the best voices. That's who I wanted to be growing up. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. Full House was a ton of fun. You had a completely different version of Bob Saget than his stand-up comic. If you had ever uh, been to uh, stand-up yeah. comic realm, <laughs> when I first saw his stand-up, I was. <laughs> Shocked, mortified. Yeah, Danny Tanner, <laughs> he was not. <laughs> I don't know how he got that gig. 
and then go from there to AFV, so. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm still baffled by how that worked out. Anyway, um, so I'm up next, and I'm going forward one decade. And I'm going with, um, and I think you all might kick yourself a little bit. I'm going Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Ooh. Everybody loved it of every generation. Something there for everybody. You know, and parents just don't understand. (laughs) (laughs) Got in one little fight. (laughs) And it wasn't even Chris Rock. Don't get me started. (laughs) (laughs) Out of one little fight, the Academy (laughs) Awards got scared. (laughs) Has has anyone uh, ventured into the, the reboot of Fresh Prince? No, no. I've I've heard, no. I've heard not great things. But it's just, I was it, just wanting didn't to go there. Oh. Okay, well, <clears throat> I'm gonna. Uh, okay, I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna bring it forward a little bit. I'm gonna pick another Netflix show that I don't think got enough attention. I don't think it got the attention it deserved. But a series of unfortunate events, an adaptation of the Lemony Snicket story um, on Netflix. Uh, they've only released one season so far, so it's kind of disappointing in that way. But this season is so fun. The production design, the storytelling, uh, the narration, uh, the characters of the children. Uh, and Neil Patrick Harris as Count Olaf uh, is so much fun. Uh, Lemony Snicket, uh, a series of unfortunate events in Netflix series. If you get a chance, it's, it's a relatively quick watch, and I really hope they do more. And speaking of Neil Patrick Harris, the BBC announced that he will be in the 60th anniversary of Doctor Who special. I'm interested to see who he's going to play. Hmm, interesting. So mad. All right. Not the doctor. <laughs> Oh, we'll see. You know, <laughs> no Richard Awadi. We got Shooty Gotla done. So, all right, after David Tennant. But um, let's round out my number three, guys. So, um, I'm back and forth with this. I got to go with the show. You know, sometimes there are shows you take the good, you take the bad, you take them both, and there you have. <laughs> The facts of life. <laughs> Mrs. I Garrett. love the facts of life. Mrs. Garrett, uh, Blair with the best put down ever in the world, turn blue. Uh, I mean, come on, you just you don't get better than that. So, yeah, that was a beautiful show. <laughs> we are definitely showing our age bills. I told yeah. you I was going to. <laughs> <laughs> told you I was going there. Well, I'm going to do one recent one for my last pick. Um, this is a show that my kids got me to watch with them. And and I think they enjoyed it for the whimsical, like, fun. And they enjoyed the story. But as we watched Avatar The Last Airbender, mm-hmm. I really got sucked into it. And it's a very deep story. There's a lot of really thoughtful things going on there. And I was... There was a, there's different levels to enjoy that story on, and so Avatar: The Last Airbender was a was a really good experience for like family viewing. 
Yep, there's there's quite a bit there too. Really, it's a lot deeper than I initially gave it credit for. You know, yeah. watched it recently with my son, and um, even got into the uh, the spinoff of Korra. Yeah, Legend. I haven't I seen Korra yet. Legends. I think it's um, called Legend of Korra. Yeah, we 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 even we even went through that one. There, Airbender's better. Korra is great, but uh, yeah, there, there's a lot there to really enjoy. There truly a lot, lot to chew on. And Jamie, you are talking about the animated anime as opposed to the movie, correct? Yes. <laughs> okay. Just <laughs> 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 <clears throat> well, Not that's in that best moment. <laughs> no. <laughs> Guys, I think we all have a pretty deep board here, so we want, do we want to do some honorable mentions? Okay, I'm going to lead off an honorable mention with Saved by the Bell, the original. See, I don't think that works because I don't think any adults are watching that and enjoying it. (laughs) (laughs) If we're talking about things I enjoyed when I was a teenager, I'm all in. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Sam, you got anything else on your board? Um, I had to go with Blossom. I loved uh, Blossom so much, (laughs) you know? Yep, that was on my board. Yep, it was my it was my absolute favorite show for a while. Uh, I'm gonna go Smallville, especially yeah. after especially after season one. I feel like there was more going on after season one. Yeah, it was definitely yeah. Monster of the Week early on, just teen stuff. But after that, it had it had there was more richness to it. Yeah, I was surprised mm-hmm. we didn't have a Smallville or Lois, Lois and Clark mention on the uh, on the uh, actual draft itself. Ooh, I forgot Lois and Clark. I really liked that show. Yeah, and, yeah. and I, think there, I think there is a lot that we had forgotten because, you know, as, as Sammy was mentioning, uh, you know, uh, Happy Days and, and, and Facts of Life. And, you know, I'm, I'm thinking back to different strokes and, you know, even, mm-hmm. even the Golden Girls. I mean, you know, I, as, as a kid, I would sit down and watch these, these ladies, you know, with, with, my, with my mom and grandma. You know, <laughs> yeah. it, was, it, was a, it was a great body experience. And, and really, we were missing really lots fun. of the jokes. Yeah, oh, yes. yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You go back so. and watch it later. Yeah, when you go back and watch it later, you're like, woo. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Dwayne, you got anything left? Um, I think I'm good. I think, I'm, I think I'll call it. Oh, yeah. Okay. All right, yeah, I, I'm good. I'm good, actually. Yep. Well, well, I've, got, I've got two shout outs left. Um, I loved my so called life. Um, and I, I, th- I think that's a, I think I was the perfect age for that. I, I'm a few years yeah. younger than you guys, and that one hit me right in the sweet spot. And so that one was um, right up my alley. And a recent one, I think, that didn't get enough love for its first two seasons, the last season's a little rough, about the runaways on Hulu. Like I said, especially the first two seasons were very good. And I think there's, there's stuff there, like especially family dynamic stuff, aging, pushing back against parents. I think there's, there's a lot there. Uh, third season is what it is. <laughs> but, yeah, runaways. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. All, all good. Things. All good things. Well, guys, that brings us to our next segment. There's a lot of K's in this show. Kamala Khan. There's a lot going on there. There's a lot of fandoms for superheroes. A super super guy that we always try to connect our episodes to is Keanu. There's not a Keanu Khan, but there should be a Keanu Khan. So how does Keanu connect 
to Miss Marvel. All right. This was tough. <laughs> <laughs> the most of the the cast and crew are of Middle Eastern like origin or like mm-hmm. descent. And you know, Keanu has worked in other countries, has done a lot of work in other countries, but mostly, you know, the Far East. Um, he's worked in um, you know, China, Japan, Korea. Not a lot of Middle Eastern, you know, Keanu connections. So this was this was really hard. One of the hardest we've done. So uh, here we go. Well, this week's Keanu connection <laughs> here we go. has a prestigious pedigree and has really put in the work to excel in his chosen field. He received a Bachelor of Fine Arts degree in theater performance from the University of Mississippi in Oxford, Mississippi. He moved to London and there he studied and was certified with the British Academy of Dramatic Combat as a fight director slash choreographer. He apprenticed under fight masters Lloyd Caldwell, Ian Stapleton, Tom Klotz, and Lewis Penfold. Also in London in 2004, he performed for the Royal Opera Hall and Madame Tussauds. I'm pretty sure I just pronounced that wrong. Uh, he also taught stage combat at the American School of London, Mount View Academy, and Arts Educational Schools, London on behalf of uh, things I don't know what they are. Sounds prestigious, though. <laughs> so this week's dedicated artiste to put in all that time is Ned Yusuf. He plays other Captain Marvel. All, all that work, and he's other Captain Marvel. Other Captain Marvel. But he also played Gandhi in Bill and Ted Face the Music. So this week's Counter Connection is Ned Yusuf in Bill and Ted Face the Music. <gasps> Kaboom. I'm glad we had a current Bill and Ted uh, uh, reference there. Uh, with the face to music, because uh, I know that's kind of been up and down as far as uh, response and acceptance has went. Alrighty, well, Jamie, I believe Sam has had some technical difficulties and has dropped out on us. So let's go ahead and wrap this episode up. Uh, I thank you guys for listening. Hope you've enjoyed and continue to enjoy Miss Marvel, uh, and as we explore and get into this show. What have we decided as our next quest, gentlemen? So I think we had talked about looking to Netflix, I believe, and going to the movie Red Notice. So Deadpool, Wonder Woman, (laughs) um, and Black Adam walk into a movie. Well, you could really, I think we had even joked about making this a DC a Justice League movie with Black Adam, oh. Green Lantern, and Wonder Woman. Uh, you know, the, the, the Justice League movie we didn't know we needed. Uh, this movie, uh, and I, I know it kind of got a little bit of traction early on. This is something that had kind of went under my radar. I just kind of like, I, didn't, I really haven't watched it, but I'm really looking forward to diving into this after after the discussion with you guys. And of course, like we said, it can be found on Netflix. You have Ryan Reynolds, Gal Gadot, and Dwayne The Rock Johnson. So as we watch Red Notice for our next review, Jamie, what are we going to do? I don't know. I forgot again. (laughs) We're going to watch Red Notice as we keep it nerdy. There you go.
is going to be a rough 